0: Hello, my name is Michelle,
1: and my name is Joshua,
0: and you're listening to
2: Shivers in the Shadows.
0: Hello, listeners. Today, we're having another Scary Stories episode.
1: Our last Scary Stories episode did the most it views did the most on views. YouTube. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so we're thinking about making this one possibly a little longer. Yeah,
1: maybe. We'll see. You know, depends. I think quality over quantity, and she thinks quality and quantity. Exactly. And I we'll see how much content we can squeeze out.
0: Yep. We hope that you enjoy the stories you we will. picked for you. You will. They are also from Reddit. So we would love very much for anyone who's listening to send their own scary stories in and that would be great. Exactly. So if you have any if there's anything
1: free. terrifying happening in your life, feel you free to share.
0: <laughs> please bring us in into your horrible life. Life. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we'll share it with the world.
0: Exactly. Oh my
1: goodness. So are you starting first or am I starting first? Go ahead. Okay. Was well, there anything you want to talk about like before we go into it, like your day, anything it's Anything been a about really... your horrible life?
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's what? been a really off day today. It's been weird. I don't know what's going on with okay. the vibes.
1: Well, we're a few days away from some stuff happening in the stars, which oh, you might really? be feeling, You know, there's a retrograde coming.
0: Oh, we all love retrograde. Yes. Yes. Please tell me more.
1: Um, And you as a mercurial rising, a Virgo rising, hits you harder. (sighs) Retrogrades hit this family hard, always, in general. But it's okay. Been here, done that, made it through. Christmas is happening. We're festive. You know?
0: I'm already feeling the vibes, dude. I'm already (laughs) feeling the vibes. It is freaking not fun at all. Like, I'm trying to shake it off like a freaking Mm -hmm. dog coming out of the freaking shower. (laughs) I see.
1: (laughs) What better thing to do than to enter the darkness? Which we'll be doing. Yeah. Entering the darkness.
0: But this is someone else's darkness that we're entering. Mm -hmm. Entering your own is never fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It can be. Okay. I start? Are you? Yeah. You start with yours. I start. I start with mine. All right. I shall. Our first story begins with the title, The First and Only Hitchhiker I Will Ever Pick Up. So last Friday, I, 25 female, had a little time to kill before picking my kids up from school. And it was a gorgeous day, so I decided to spend some time cruising some back roads in my hometown, small and rural, listening to music. I passed this guy with his thumb out, trying to catch a ride, and I almost picked this guy up. He looked to be about late 30s, early 40s, carrying a fishing pole and a backpack. Pretty innocent looking, I guess. But see, I'm a lone female, and have been taught with hundreds of hitchhiker-gone-wrong stories that you just keep driving. So I kept driving, and as I'm driving, I'm having this internal dialogue of guilt about my decision not to pick up this guy. You know, if I was hitchhiking, I'd hope someone would pick me up. And I mean, really, what's the worst that could happen? That, mixed with my new self-improvement goal of doing the things that scare me as often as possible, led me to the conclusion that if when I looped back around and he was still walking, I would pick him up. Sure enough, about 10 minutes later, he was still there. I was feeling a little nervous pulling over getting him, but what was I going to do? Peel out while he was trying to get my vehicle? As soon as he gets in, I realized I have probably made a horrible mistake. Oh no. One, because he seemed like he was tweaking balls Oh shit. <laughs> and smelled God awful Two, because this dude was looking at me like I was a feast and he was starved. I didn't realize exactly how rattled I was with my decision until he asked me for a smoke and my hands were shaking so bad. I barely pulled one out of my pack without breaking it.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Damn. Driving made it easier to hide my nerves. But I was internally freaking out and trying to decide how I would beat this guy's ass if he tried anything. His name is Wayne, and he lives about five minutes away from where I picked him up. Meanwhile, he's telling me how he almost how he lost his license due to DUIs and how he's living in his house in this house with an old man. He tried to get him to come with him, but he didn't want to come, etc. He's also trying to talk me into hanging out at said house with him (laughs) and come over and drink with him the next day.
0: Yeah, right away.
1: When I finally get him to his destination, it's a little shack like thing surrounded by all these junk cars. And he gets out and is trying to still get me to come inside with him. (laughs) I tell him no and leave. I'm feeling really relieved and a little proud that I faced a fear of mine.
0: Yeah, there's one, you know, facing a fear of yours is one thing. Right. Uh, Putting yourself in a dangerous situation that you might not make it out alive is another.
1: Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? You know, what's the worst? Guys, I'll say this right now. Big red flag. If they smell bad, you should know. Like, I'm sorry to my stinky viewers out there. But, like, <laughs> if you smell bad, like, that's just instant red flag. That's You know? You like, should. That is the worst that can happen. I think before Honestly, you pick up a maybe
0: open the window and be like, hey, you need uh-huh. a ride? Right. And then and, and <laughs> you can do a quick evaluation right. of the person. Mm-hmm. And then if, if the. Red right. flags jump up. Oh, you know what? That's I actually something... forgot I have to go somewhere right exactly. now.
1: Exactly. That's something that dogs have ahead of us. Whenever they meet, what do they do?
0: Snip each other's butts.
1: <laughs> when did we lose art? <laughs> oh Fast. This is the last part. Fast forward to Monday. My instructor says, "Holy shit! Apparently, someone got murdered down the so and such road. Do you know anyone down that way?"
0: Uh-oh.
1: I say, "Wow." You know, that's really ironic. I took a hitchhiker down that road Friday. His name was Wayne, I think. Probably wasn't 15 minutes later when I see old Wayne's Facebook picture saying the TBI has picked him up for stabbing. I think it's FBI. I don't know what the TBI is, unless it's somewhere else. Has picked him up for stabbing someone to death at the very house I dropped him off at Friday. Graphic information of how he stabbed him in the lungs and the victim bled out in that little
0: show.
1: And the old man he was living with doesn't even exist. I swear I'll uh, never pick up another hitchhiker. Oh
0: my my god. There was no old man. There was no old man. She was the next one.
1: Yeah. That's crazy.
0: My God. That's terrifying. And she was she was a mom.
1: They actually they linked here the arrest and everything and the name of the guy. You can see him if you want. I'm gonna pull him up. I'm gonna pull him up so you can see him. Oh my god. Oh wow. I mean, do we really think he looks innocent? I mean I could see like maybe thinking that.
0: He he he's given the innocent look on on his face like, "Oh my god."
1: Maybe I don't think it was that he was innocent. I think it's that you can see here he's 5 foot 3. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> like, that's now probably, everybody knows
0: how short I am.
1: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a man that is short. No. But of course, you know, someone might see as If, if you he would was know, like like if he was like know. 6 foot 5. Yeah, as I am a professional topic. If he <laughs> was 6 foot 5, I think she would be thinking of the worst that could happen. <laughs> but the fact that he Crap. was like, <laughs> the fact that he was not six foot five i think she's like oh
0: yeah until she noticed the tweaking oh yeah and the the smelling bad and yeah
1: yeah oh god i know i feel like if you're smaller if you're smaller like you have less of an excuse to smell bad like is less surface area
0: (laughs) okay let's we will post the link on instagram i'll put Mm -hmm. the link if you want to see mr wayne's face
1: and thank you to Salty Siren XO for sharing your story on true R slash true scary stories.
0: Yep, and so our next story is called Retired Paramedic Storytime. Oh my goodness. Retired paramedic here had a call on a very desolate stretch of road for a car sitting in the middle of the road, covered in blood. Of course it has to happen at two AM. Just like every horror story. Right. We arrive on scene and find a new Camaro sitting in the middle of the road that had obviously been in an accident. Problem is, there's absolutely nothing else around the car. No persons, no other vehicles, nothing. Part of my job, then, was a tactical paramedic for our sheriff's department. Sounds all exciting and high speed, low drag. Nope, not as a medic. I got paid to wait for stuff to happen and sit in the rear with the gear. That being said, my paramedic partner and I both had pistols in the ambulance. (laughs) Damn. As we start approaching the Camaro, my partner is shining a light around when he says really low, hushed and rushed, back, 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 back. Now, now, now. He says, I shined my light in the car and there is intestines wrapped around the gear shifter and a lung in the back seat. A lung.
1: A lung in the back seat. (laughs) A
0: lung in the back seat. Oh my God. So... We kind of freak out. Yeah. Call dispatch. Let them know what's happening. And we are in the process of getting out of there till the cops show up. When we see a figure appear walking down the road towards us. That's not scary a at all. A
1: figure walking. Like he's just pacing.
0: Yeah. Like he's just calmly walking right. towards them.
1: Right. <laughs> That's terrifying. Because if you need help, <laughs> you're calling
0: out. Help. But like, uh, yeah, why yeah. are you walking? Towards us, which has a vehicle with a lung. Yeah. And intestines. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. As he gets closer, we see he is covered in blood and gore. Oh, my God. We both throw on our tactical vests, helmets, snatch our pistols, as I sound like a frightened Home Alone 9-year-old on the radio to dispatch. (sighs) We approach and start screaming at him to get on the ground, which he does. After everyone's heart rate is below 200 beats per minute, We start talking and figure out what happened. This guy had purchased a brand new Camaro and drove it to this desolate stretch of road to open it up. Right. He said one minute he's shifting gears and the next thing he knows, his car is all over the road and his mouth was full of blood and it seemed like an explosion had went off. What the hell? I start looking, his injuries over and can't really see anything major and ask him about the passenger in his car. He says, what passenger? My partner says... There's a lung in your back seat. Dude goes straight into mental overload and can't come up with anything. Oh my God. So I'm thinking he's hurt. Get him in the ambulance. Police are five minutes away. We potentially have another victim out there. I have to go look by myself. I walk through the crash scene, look in the car, and sure enough, intestines wrapped around the gear shifter, lung in the backseat, looks like parts of a liver. Looks like a hand grenade went off inside the car. I walk around the other side of the car and I see faint blood smear stain on the road. Walk to it. See something else further down the road. So I keep walking towards it. I finally see something on the side of the road and run up to it. Honestly, completely freaked out and scared to death about the body I was about to see. Yeah. And the dude had hit a deer. What happened okay. is when he was winding the car out, state police estimated him well over 100 miles per hour a deer jumped into his car's pathway and hit the top corner of the windshield with its stomach. When the windshield crashed, it created a negative vacuum in the car, Mm -hmm. sucking almost all of the deer's organs out and into his car and all over him. Yes. So it was like...
1: That's insane. (laughs) Yes.
0: All of the deer's organs went into his car and all over him.
1: I... That's... Terrible, but I really want to see what that. Was oh God, you're like, so fucking gross. Like, I don't want to. See I don't know. That. You know those like people, those YouTube channels that do like slowmos. No. Yeah, the people do like slowmos of I'm like. I'm sure you can probably happening. find
0: something like that on Rotten.com.
1: Like slow motion videos. Like I want to see that in slow motion. You know, I don't. Th- what?
0: I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to ignore what you just said, but I don't think Rotten.com exists anymore. I think there's what other sites now. You never heard of Rotten.com? Is it
1: like your guys' version of like best whatever it's called, best videos or? com is leak.
0: where, when I was a and Yeah. Yeah, they you could see life. beheadings <laughs> back to modern. Okay. Yeah, basically. You saw yeah. beheadings and.
1: Did you ever spend time on websites like that? No. No?
0: I heard of it. No. Because things yeah. stay with me, dude. Yeah, valid. Like forever. You know,
1: whenever you're like in middle school in like 2016, for some reason, it's like a contest so you can handle the much gore. Nope,
0: nope, 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 and nope. I was always like, like, I had no shame in saying I'm out.
1: Right. But some people do <laughs> like wore like a flag, like being able to watch. Stuff like that without really caring. So it was interesting. My brother was like that. I see. <laughs> He's. Um, I'm.
0: I don't know if he still does it or not, but yeah, he definitely right. was interested in the all morbid. that morbid curiosity. Yes. Yeah, the morbid stuff. And I'm like, I saw two girls, one cup, and I still can't get
1: erase them. it from your brain. I still cannot erase Dang, that shit from my head. That's crazy. It's so unfortunate that it started so many kinks for you. You're so fucking crazy. Like, you're still going to the therapist for that, right? Or did you just like learn to accept
0: it? I just learned to accept that. You've got to learn to love yourself, dude. Exactly. I wish and it just stopped kinks. at
1: like you becoming lesbian after that. I wish it stopped there.
0: What? I don't even know how to comment to that. <laughs> <laughs> Such ass. <laughs> anyway. I had the va- fire department decontaminate him, wrapped him in some blankets, and took him to the hospital for many, many years after my wonderful 911 dispatchers happily played the recording for anyone who wished to hear it of him sounding like a nine year old. We need somebody to hear like it.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, valid.
0: Yeah, that, that is an amazing story.
1: Shiver me timbers. Yeah. The walking part, honestly, is the most. Yeah. Like, bro.
0: What's your story? You got next one?
1: Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go Go
0: again. Mario.
1: This is the name of the story. I have been asked to tell another story from my experience as a trauma scene cleaner.
0: You know, I was, I shortly considered looking into that.
1: You just said like you. I know. Like, nope. Sticks with me. Sticks with me. I know. I know.
0: I shortly considered it. I was like, you know, maybe if I can get past this. You know, mm-hmm. it'll help me get past it. And yeah. I think they make a lot of money. And you, can, they, A lot of people make their own business out of it. Like you have your own business.
1: Well, I will say that like that's, it wasn't a terrible idea for you to consider that because it is known like if you have ADHD that you function well in high intensity environments type of thing. And, like, and you're
0: actually helping people at the same time too. Like.
1: Yeah. Valid.
0: Yeah. You kind it's of like have like to see pieces and body parts. And yeah. Blood and gore and not just blood. If it was just blood, I could deal with it. But yeah. It's so much more than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of a trauma scene, we actually have a guest here named Annie.
2: Yes, that's me.
1: And <laughs> she's here to share an experience that she had, and we'll give the details too. If you like, don't like hearing about gore or the nasty details of like <laughs> the human body, yeah, I would go ahead and just like skip forward a mm-hmm. few minutes at least. Yeah. Okay.
2: I was at dinner with someone I know who is involved in a force that deals with trauma scenes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. And, and I... And you cannot
1: say whose connection is, right? I you would,
2: I would like to keep it concealed because yeah. I don't know if what costs, I was costs. shown is like... I don't know anything about it. So I don't know if that was like, I wasn't supposed to see it, mm-hmm. but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah I Okay so I listen to a lot of true crime Mm -hmm. And I hear a lot of people talk about Oh the smell of death Is like the worst thing you'll ever smell in your life They always talk about like how like As soon as you smell it Like you know exactly what it is Even if you've never smelled it before I actually have
0: experience with that Because I worked in the hospice uh, With elderly people and unfortunately, there was a woman there who she wasn't dead yet, mm-hmm. but she had a um, a wound on her on her foot, mm-hmm. on her heel, and on her buttocks mm-hmm. that the skin was dead, and just her heel and her buttocks, and that smell permeated the entire house, yeah. and. I had to work in that environment for hours, and then after I left, it's the smell stays in your nostrils, mm-hmm. and it's like in your skin, and even after you shower the next day, even like you shower that evening, shower the next day, it's still there. Yeah. And it and it's just uh, yeah, it's you can't explain it. It is a smell unlike any other smell you've ever smelled, and it's horrible, horrible.
2: Yeah. I so like with as much true crime as I listen to and stuff like that, that's just been like the one thing that fascinated me the most was just like the fact that I've never smelled it, but just the idea of like smelling it for the first time myself and like knowing exactly what it like, that's so fascinating to me. But I was basically I knew that this person had been, you know, involved in scenes and stuff like that and clean up and things like that. And I, I just asked, I was like, Can you, like, tell me about that? Like, have you, obviously, you've probably smelled it. Like, did you have that experience where, like, you knew exactly what it was? Is it truly, like, the worst thing ever they talk about? And he was like, well, it is. It's really bad. But one thing that they don't really talk about is all of the specific things about the body that decompose, like, the different stages of specific parts of the body, that, like, the different... The stages yeah, of Yeah, the, the specific stages of decomposition that nobody really talks about. So
0: what, different parts of the body
2: decompose at different rates is basically, what but, you're But, like, saying?
1: the stages yeah. that... Yeah. Like oh, God,
0: parts. I never even thought like, about in that.
2: The, like, he was talking like, things like you their toes and their fingers and, like, their ears. Just, oh. like, the way that they look and, like, things that happen to them that like, people don't really talk about. Like, oh, like, their lips turn blue. You know, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, really, like typical stuff that you hear about but he was like yeah it's like the smaller stuff like what happens to like their feet swelling and like things like that and like the colors that they turn because they really turn every color and he was like that's probably the most disturbing part for me and me personally do i also have problems with gore and I I I'm, I got a weak stomach. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty squeamish, but when it comes to like decomposition and things that are more like scientific, I can kind of handle that because I can kind of desensitize and you comp- uh, compartmentalize. Yeah. So then he was like, he was like, I actually like I can show you a couple pictures. So you can like see what I'm talking about, and I was like, okay, <laughs> morbid curiosity alert, right there. was like, okay, no right there. And like, oh, like yeah. yeah, like I can handle that, like decomposition, like that's what we were talking about, right? Not prepared, not what, he, not what I was shown. <laughs> I, w- I was shown a picture that was like fresh, like this person had just passed away, and it was. I don't want to say how. Well, please, I don't do want to say know how the, they passed away. I do. So this person had been shot in the face. Oh, my goodness. And. um Oh, my goodness. I can't. Yeah. Just my imagination and just starts going. he was laying on the floor and he was the entirety of his face besides his eyebrows and forehead were like gone. Just a hole. And he was laying on the floor in like a hardwood floor in like a pool of just like it was almost, like, black. Like, the there was so much blood that it was... And, like, I've never seen that much real blood before. Mm-hmm. At, you know, movies and stuff. But, like, the fact that I was looking at it and, like, I knew that it was actually that guy's blood. I yeah. was so... Mortified? Yeah. And, like, to make it even worse, he was wearing a gaming headset. Oh, no. It was so... He was so human and just... It was so personal, and I i don't think that I was supposed to be shown that image, mm-hmm. and I definitely wasn't expecting to be shown that image, right. but it was so, yeah, it stayed with me for days. I think it was it was kind of, it was a picture that was kind of taken from afar, luckily, so slightly from afar, like it was, you could tell that there was a bit of zoom on it, but it was taken from afar, so you couldn't really see all of the, it was graphic, it was very graphic, yeah. but you couldn't see all the nitty-gritty Okay. So, so from, I feel like if there was, it was closer up. Yeah. it probably would have haunted me Dang. today.
1: <laughs> Doesn't the imagine still like fill in the gaps? Also, any like you do also have like photographic memory, and that does not help your case.
2: Oh, well, you do. <laughs> yeah, I I, I can still see it in my head, like exactly what it looked like oh, and the my angle goodness. that it was taken at. And you could, you know, cartoons like people like. Blow up and stuff yeah. and you see like the, the I don't know how to explain it. Like yes,
0: I know what you mean because I've
2: literally like that. Are you I mean not like cartoonish like that, but it was like an octopus without it's legs. Like I know what
0: you mean because I don't know exactly when I've seen images like that, but it's You have? I have where it yeah, it's kind of like like, an oct- I want to say, like, a squid whose leg has been cut off, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, the piece mm-hmm. is, like, open and sticking Freed, out open. Yeah, that's almost. what yes. yeah.
2: I'm It was like a shotgun, is what he said. Oh so goodness. it was, like, wow. it was basically as if his...
0: And the thing that you said about the blood being black, I actually heard, I think, that the blood does turn black after death or something like that, because it doesn't have oxygen,
2: I think. Oh, yeah, Maybe. I just, so, I couldn't tell if it was just because there was so much, because you know, like when there's a lot of it, I think it looks darker. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't tell if it was because of that or because I don't know much about stuff so like that. So you would highly I, not recommend <laughs> having some sort of job like this. Yeah.
0: If you I have don't a think it's stomach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, like I said, a very short consideration. Right. It was a thought.
1: You had a <laughs> it thought. It was a
0: thought. Yeah. Like, it was, was, maybe like, for a couple <laughs> days <laughs> off and on.
1: Right, right, right. You're probably thinking about like people you dislike, and you're like, I wouldn't mind seeing oh them God. like <laughs> cut up and like you know. Oh God, so gross. <laughs> you're
2: like, you know, maybe that job is for me. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's but, like my ex's house. Oh
1: right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. Of course. Making everyone's blood curdle.
0: Yes, thank you so <laughs> much for those you know, specific details. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And now we'll begin the Reddit story.
0: Okay.
1: I have been asked. To tell another story from my experience as a trauma scene cleaner. I, I honestly feel like it's like not going to be as gruesome as we just heard. I, I, right? don't know, I feel like it's not really beating that, but um, we'll see. <laughs> it has been a while since I posted a story about a suicide house. But I have had several requests for more stories for my or about my experiences in the field of trauma scene work. If you don't know what that is, I used to lead a crew that would go in after a murder, suicide, unattended death, accidental death, fire death, or any manner of incident that caused damage to a structure that left behind a scene that the victim's family shouldn't have to see. I know my stories are not scary in the haunted or serial killer type stories, but the fact is, most people couldn't handle walking into a scene like many of the ones I've been on. Hell no. Everyone's raising their hand. (laughs) we actually had to be very careful how we train crew members who worked on such scenes it was often a volunteer basis for working on those types of scenes meaning we didn't force anyone to go to a house where the dad killed all the children before blowing his brains out on the lazy boy they didn't force but like what are you going to do whenever you're working in in a crew and it's like nobody wants to you know
0: i know someone has to someone
1: has to yeah we just didn't start someone in training and then go oh by the way we're going to a multiple homicide if there was a way to describe some of the sights and smells of doing this type of work, I'm sure you would see how truly scary or messed up this all is.
0: How does that not affect you? Like that it has does. to impact your life and your character.
1: Right. I, Like you said before, I imagine hopefully there's some decompartmentalizing. But I do think in a way, if, you, if that's your world, I feel like the, your, the problems you have in your life just suddenly aren't that big, big? a deal. Like yeah. if you're going and you're seeing families dying, all of a sudden that argument with your wife isn't that much of an issue. You know, I mean, like, maybe yeah. dude. that's what I'm saying. It has to have... affect
0: your life and yeah. your person, your character, your yeah. personality in some way. It has to.
1: Exactly. Like the things I've seen. Type yeah. 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 First of all, I have to say that suicide is not glamorous, nor is it ever over for those around you. If you need help, please get help. Don't let your loved ones find you that way. It not only changes them, but changes the feeling inside the house. Anyway, back to my story. This place took this took place in the late 1990s, just before I got out of the field. We got a call to dispatch a crew out to a house, and we were told that there was an incident with at least one death. Sometimes it is given to us that way, but never like a real whole story. But sometimes we saw the true story in the evening news or a neighbor that talks too much. We arrive at this house, modest house, not really a high-end home, but not a low-end either.
0: Um, a what house?
1: It was a modest house. Oh, okay. It wasn't high-end, but it wasn't low-end either. It was a two-story home about midway into a cul-de-sac. As with some scenes, there is a cluster of neighbors outside looking at who we were and why we were there. The sheriff's department had just released a scene, so all of the crime scene investigators had already done their job. As I approached the house, I noticed a ton of what looked like bullet holes in the stucco, broken glass, and long bloodstain on the driveway.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: We went inside and had to suit up almost immediately as the police had probably used tear gas. There was blood stains all over it. It looked like as if someone had been dragged through the house with blood gushing.
0: Oh my goodness. There was
1: areas that had pulled up blood. Areas where things kind of looked like explosions happened, to which I assume flashbangs were used, or maybe the guy inside had shot up. Probably what strikes you the most in situations like this is how benign the underneath looks. I don't know how to describe it, but just imagine, if you will, a place looking like the inside of a home, molded out of the TV set of Full House. Now imagine that same TV set with blood smeared and pooled bullet holes and tons of broken glass. I'm kind of, I'm like imagining our home right now, like, and how yeah. that would look. God, it's an ugly picture. I mean, they seem like a very normal family. I remember in their living room, a big blue wood cut sign that said family, you know, Aww. before live, laugh, love signs were in style. And under that sign was a bunch of family photos of kids, oh my parents, Christmas, graduations, graduation. Oh, and stop.
0: I feel like crying.
1: Stick with me. Stick with me. Other things in the house was a wall dedicated to the dad's love of his sports teams and pictures of him with his games and with his buddies at games and stuff. So what happened from what we pieced together from the news reports, neighbors who wanted to talk to us while we were cleaning his blood out the driveway and his blood. So it was the dad itself. It was a dad was that the dad went crazy. He had been talking about demons. Not like I got my own demons, but actual demons. He was sure that he was being attacked by the devil and that demons are trying to take the souls of his family. So rather than let the demons take his family, he killed them. And so no. they would go to hell- heaven. He ended up barricading himself in the house. It looked like some family members tried to get away after being shot and stabbed. But one collapsed in the kitchen and one escaped somehow. And oh one was pulled out by police. He ended up shooting back at the police and the neighborhood was evacuated for blocks. Not sure about all that as we arrived in the scene, but much later because that's what people outside were saying. In the end, he escaped the house, ended up on the roof, still shooting back. And the police shot him as he fell from the roof and it was his blood that they were cleaning from the driveway. He murdered his wife. One of his older children later died in the hospital. One of the kids was killed inside the house. One escaped, and I think another family member that lived with them was unharmed as they were not at the house when this all went down. It took a lot longer to clean this scene as there were so many holes, and we had to remove almost all of the carpet and soft surfaces due to the tear gas. It was a terrible scene. I know this might sound religious or whatever, but come across enough of these scenes, and you really start to believe that evil does exist.
0: Dude... I am trying so hard not to cry. Keep it like, together. I can't. So only one child survived.
1: And a separate family member.
0: Holy crap. <clears throat> that is horrible. That's not really a scary story. <laughs> more like horrific story.
1: Yeah, honestly. Like there's stories that like make you feel fear and there's stories that make you feel emptiness. And yeah. I'm not so was... sure
0: about emptiness, more like um
1: What? What?
0: <laughs> I don't know, sadness i see dude that was horrible
1: yeah okay i don't know i'm like trying not to ball oh my beautiful That's,
0: that's that's something that that child will never be able to grow out of like how do you how do you get over a trauma like that yeah that's horrible you don't
1: i mean not fully
0: this next one is called mystery intruder okay when i was in my senior year of high school way back in 1998 my parents came home to a message on the answering machine. Back in the day, if you didn't answer the phone in time, the answering machine would still record if you picked up. Okay. On the message, someone said, hello, is my sister there? So the person who's writing their sister. Yeah. They put their name. Okay. Let's call Allie. Is okay. Ali there? there? No, she's not. Can you tell her that her boss, quote unquote, quote, called from restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure will. Or something to that effect. Yeah. We didn't know who was in the house, but it was a male voice that was kind of distinctive. I used to keep my bedroom locked because my sister would take my things. My parents would, too. But off of the bedroom, there was a balcony overlooking a lower deck. It appeared that someone came through the slider of the balcony, but nothing seemed to be missing. Interesting. Around that same time, we were getting messages on the answering machine that were just that was just snippets of songs. What? Phil Collins, Another Day in Paradise, and Sophie B. Hawking, Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Super weird. Yeah. We lived in a wooded subdivision. But my parents' house was off by itself, down a road, up a very long driveway with woods all around. The only time we saw other houses, other than the backyard, was when the leaves were off the trees, and then you could see a row of houses across the ravine, maybe a football field away fast forward some time later my parents had their card club over and they could and they told the story of the message on the answering machine so I had just heard his voice I had just gotten home from my job so it was fairly late and my parents had already gone to bed sometimes I would talk to my boyfriend when I got home I can't remember if I was on the phone with him already and I got call waiting or if the phone rang either way I picked up and said hello is me there so they asked for
1: themselves her yeah. okay
0: I knew it was the same guy from the answering machine and my heart started beating fast. This is her. He tried to make some small talk that I don't remember. But he said, I know where you live. And he gave me my address. And she said, but you don't know where that is. Yes, I do. How? Our house wasn't easy to find. Mm -hmm. Because I'm watching you. Okay. I hung up. I managed to get me and the phone cord across the hall to wake up my parents and they called the sheriff. We never found out who it was.
1: Wild.
0: Yeah. Wild. That's so scary. Oh my god! That sounds like the beginning of Scream.
1: It does. <laughs> I don't know. It just. It does. It is scary. It is scary. But like, it also just sounds like, like the a basic movie plot. You know what oh I mean? Oh my think? goodness! I don't know. This next one though. <laughs> Prepare your timbers. They will be shivered.
0: Shivering in my shadows
1: shivering in your shadows Oh. shivers in your shadows a sleepover that haunts me to my core oh right. shit this is our last story all right i think our most scary story so be prepared
0: be at- prepared sorry i'm i love lion king be prepared. <laughs> go ahead
2: go
1: ahead at the time of the sleepover it was me and my best friend both age seven or eight we are both now 16 and 17 and haven't talked about this incident since. We lived in Florida, about fifteen minutes away from Tampa. It was one of our main it was one of our many sleepovers we had. And it was no different from others. We played with Barbies, watched movies, read books, until we couldn't take it anymore. And we went to bed around nine or ten.
0: Hold on, they were sixteen or seventeen at this time? No,
1: they are now both sixteen and seventeen. Oh, okay, but they okay, were okay. both seven and eight. Okay, okay. So they have like this mutual experience. This is like yeah, backstabbed yeah. by both of them. I love that. Uh, we put the Barbies, watched movies, read books until we couldn't take it anymore and went to bed around 9 or 10. I turned off the lights and climbed up to my top bunk where both me and my friend were going to sleep. As I laid down, something immediately didn't feel right. The house I lived in was relatively old and our landlord sucked and never came to fix anything. Let alone did he only care when our rent was due. But before getting into bed, I flipped on my fan and my mom had turned the AC down. But as I got in bed, my fan was turned off. So was the AC. I thought the power went out and didn't think much of it. About 20 minutes go by and I can't sleep. And I feel like I'm dying of heat stroke. I'm not sure if my friend is awake, so I say her name quietly. She responds immediately saying, I can't sleep. But it's not because it's hot. I look over and can barely see her but her silhouette. I look up at the ceiling and sigh and say, what is it then? She responds saying, it's the man in the corner. What? When I say I got chills, I got chills. I look over at her slowly and turn my head to look at the corner. I thought she was lying, because I didn't see anything. I let out a breath of air I didn't know I was holding in. I go to adjust my blanket, and that's when I see him. A man, dark and tall, seeming to stare at both of us. I immediately grip my friend's hand and close my eyes hard. We have to get my mom, I whispered, and I felt my friend nod, but we both laid there, unable to move. All of a sudden, I feel the movement of someone climbing up the ladder and crawling Holy slowly. Shit. The blankets moved with the movement, and I slowly <sighs> opened my eyes to watch the man slowly starting to crawl Oh my goodness, I am us. terrified. I was gasping for air, and I looked over to watch, to my friend, watching too, paralyzed from moving.
0: How are they not screaming right because now? Because
1: of the fear, like, it's at a certain point that, like, you're frozen, you know oh what I mean? Goodness. There's either, what is this, like, fawn, or... Fight or flight? Yeah. I look back at the man and can only see his outline, no features. I hold my friend's hand tight and say, scream when I tap your finger. I barely got out in a whisper. She slowly nodded, and as I watched the man slowly reach for my face, I tapped her hand and we both screamed bloody murder. My mom came running in, no later than 20 seconds, and turned on the light, and both me and my friend were holding each other crying. There was no trace of the man, and my mom checked all doors, saying they were locked and weren't even touched. We both slept on the couch that night, watching Barbie movies, holding each other tightly. To this day, I don't know who it was or what it was, but I will always remember the eerie feeling of death being close to my face.
0: Oh my God.
1: Have you noticed the theme? Like, it's so much scarier whenever it's like a child. You know, the child, it's not scary, but it's like the child experiencing. Yeah. Like, and both of them.
0: They both did. So you can't say that this was just one of their nightmares or something.
1: Right. A collective hallucination.
0: Mm. okay well that concludes this episode of scary stories i hope we managed to scare you creep you out possibly bring you to tears like me (laughs) and we hope you enjoyed it please feel free to check us out on youtube spotify amazon we will be posting pictures or links on instagram at shippers in the shadows we are also on twitter at Shippers Shadows, and please feel free to send us any emails at shippers in the shadows at gmail.com with feedback or scary stories of your own.
1: All right. I hope you guys have a great night.
0: Bye. Bye.